Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo, brought to you by Thin Man Brewery. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm Taylor. And Taylor, we are now recording this after a thrilling 4-3 to victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs on Monday night. There was another Sabres game that has happened since the last time we recorded, but we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about getting double digits scored on us. At least not at the current moment we're not. We're going to talk about this win over the Toronto Maple Leafs in Toronto. And Taylor, first question, first order of business. As everybody has been pointing out, do you think the Sabres missed Alex Tuck? You know, I think they might have. <laughs> I also think so. Tuck returns to the lineup and pots two goals, scoring his 29th and 30th goals of the season. He was joined by Jack Quinn and Dylan Cousins on the score sheet, who also added goals. Craig Anderson made 25 saves in this one, and he is now 13-3-2 in his last 18 games against the Toronto Maple Leafs. My wow. old AARP card-carrying king of a goaltender, everybody. We love to see it. He had an awesome game. Like, there's a, there's a ton of big saves I think that you can mention, but the two main things I remember are the first period the Sabers are getting brutalized by Toronto. They were all over the Sabers. I don't remember which shots were exactly like 12 minutes into the game, but I think at one point the Sabers had one shot for like forever. Uh, and Toronto had a bunch of really good chances, and Anderson just slammed the door shut a bunch. And then in the third period, and this ended up actually being a, a very important save. When it was four two, Riley Stillman had a Pretty bad turnover Oof, that led to uh, a two on O chance, which I believe Michael Bunting and John Tavares. Yep. And again, another big save. So that ended up being super important. He's definitely, to me, if it's not Tuck as the first star, it's him. Agreed. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a great bounce back performance from the Sabres and quite frankly, one that they absolutely needed if they wanted to keep their playoff hopes alive. They now are five points back with two fewer games played than the Islanders. Taylor, it goes without saying that going into this game, if they would lost it probably would have meant their fleeting playoff hopes would have completely diminished at that point if they lost this one tonight. So you talk a little bit about the importance of this game and is there an opportunity now for the Sabres to maybe try and catch fire and get streaky as they've been all year and creep back into the playoff conversation? Yeah, absolutely. So what was it before the six or seven losses? Yeah. Three in a row. I believe I believe. So. 
Yeah. So the Islanders game, obviously, you talked about that already with um, Denis last week, but that was a crushing loss for them. And they rebounded by playing horrifically, <laughs> to say the least, on Thursday night. Um, and then kind of a disappointing loss Saturday, considering what a good uh, goaltending game they got. And the fact that they played pretty well against a, a good team. So coming into tonight, especially with it being the Leafs and all, and it being on the road, that's an awesome win to get. It's and then and the fact that they were down to nothing, like pretty late in the third period, they were down to nothing. That's just a multi-goal comeback in that situation. That's that's huge. Uh, but it's such an uphill climb now. And I know they've been streaky all season, but we kind of laid it out a few times recently. You don't you don't really have the opportunity to be streaky anymore. You're playing almost exclusively good teams. Right. You can't you can't be like, oh well, we'll get them next week. Like the Sabres playoff odds, most places are down below ten percent now. Uh, it's it was not a good stretch coming into this, even though there were games where they played okay. Yeah, this they need to play more like tonight, and that means to me, probably you're probably gonna ask them about this, but I'll just say it up front: they need to not play Comrie again unless they're out of it. That's a very fair question. I think this goes back into the conversation that we had last episode with Denis, had it with Matt Beauvais too in our interview in our last episode. Make sure you check that out if you haven't yet. But a lot of where this season is going to go the rest of the way is going to come down to how many games they can get in for Anderson here down the stretch. And I think, again, it leads into that point that's crucial here that you've been doing load management all season, I feel like, for this very reason so that you can ramp him up at the end here. Like, this is it. This is probably the end of this guy's career. So if there's ever a time to play him as much as his body can physically handle, you know, obviously, he if there's a recovery time needed after games, I get that. But, like, as much as he can go, he's got to be the guy here down the stretch, right? Yeah, no doubt. And I think, I mean, maybe you almost do an equal split with him in UPL, but if you have an opportunity where you have a, a week with four games, maybe he plays three. I know it's going to be still a pretty compact schedule they have. So yeah, I think Anderson absolutely has to be the guy. And I, I really think, I think you have your answer on Comrie. Yeah. So start making plans now for next year. Cause you know, Anderson's probably not going to be, well, Anderson shouldn't be back. He'd, enjoy retirement fella. And, you know, thanks for everything. But, but yeah, it's it's something that you, you absolutely can do uh, if you want to make a real run at the playoffs, which the, not only do the fans deserve it, but the team deserves it. Deserves a real opportunity here, and you owe it to guys like Tuck and Darlene and, and Tage and Skinner who are having some of the best years of their career, especially Skinner, who I believe has played the most games in NHL history without making the playoffs. It's You owe it to him. <laughs> Well, let's now talk about a guy who is not in the lineup tonight. Finally, Victor Olofsson takes a seat in the press box after many people rightfully have been calling for it for for quite a bit now. As the Sabres, of course, acquired Jordan Greenway at the deadline, that means that there is an additional body in the mix in the forward group there. And, of course, Rasmus Aspen also went out the door, but you still had to sit somebody down. And it was... For sure, Olafson's time. I mean, he is on. Do we know what's the what's the goal of Stroud up to at this point? Is it like fourteen or fifteen games? Oh, it's right in that range. Yeah, it's around there. Yeah, we'll double check on that in a moment. But it was time for him to take a seat. Olafson has been a very streaky scorer, and as Taylor correctly pointed out in a tweet, there has been one podcast that has been steadfast in their disbelief of Victor Olafson, and that is yours truly. I mean, Olafson cannot be a part of this team on opening night come next year. And it's, I feel like, kind of a, 
a little ridiculous to even talk about value for him at this point. I mean, I'm sure they could get something for him considering he has over 20 goals right now, 23 goals, I believe, but he, he just doesn't have a place on this team anymore. And I especially think that with the emergence of middle stat as well, that emphasizes that point even further, but Taylor, what are your thoughts on Olofsson finally getting a seat and where his standing on this team is moving forward and into next season? Well, it's definitely deserved. Uh, the thing with him is he does, he's a streaky scorer. Sure. But he also isn't doing a whole lot when he's not scoring. He's a guy that he doesn't drive offense at even strength. That's something that's kind of about bugged me about the conversation around him for a while now is he scores those goals when he gets the opportunity, but he doesn't make his line better overall in the way that a lot of other guys drive offense. Like for example, it's crazy to say, cause he's a rookie and he's a defenseman, but Owen power drives offense significantly more than Olofsson, despite the fact that their goal totals are completely different. And yeah, it's fine to have a guy that just scores a lot in the power play. It's useful. He has one of the best shots in the league, but he is a such a sieve defensively. It's it's ridiculous. It stands out even on this team. That is, this team is just all around bad defending. Yeah, forwards, defensemen, goalies, everyone, and he stands out even from there. It's it's pretty ridiculous. And yeah, I said a couple weeks ago, probably a month ago that I didn't really want to trade him at the deadline unless you had a great deal because they're still trying to make the playoffs and he was scoring and he has a great goal song. Obviously we can all recognize that, but yeah, it was, uh, I would say an imperfect player when he's hot and when he's cold like this, he's just such a liability. He needed to sit. I think you think less about tonight. Tonight's easy thing. You sit him a game because he has had multiple people games. Now you have, too many forwards as you have for a while. But after that, after tonight, it's like, you don't really have room for the guy as much. Like we talked about them shipping out Asplund already. That to me that I didn't really think of the two together that much, but I think not that you really want to make a comparison about who you should keep or not keep. You probably needed to ship out two guys as it was right. maybe more than two. If you count Bjork, who they also shipped out, like you, you can't, I don't see a way that he super figures into the lineup for the rest of the year without an injury or sitting someone who I don't want to sit. So that's the kind of annoying thing. And then it's like, all right, whatever, sit him as long as you're going to trade him anyway, sit him for the last 20 games or 15 games, however many games are left. But then it's like, what's his value going to be? He didn't score right. in the second half of the year. He sat for all these games. Uh, that, that would absolutely tank his value as a trade piece. So they're in a weird spot with him. On the other hand, they probably will have injuries at some point. I know Tuck is healthy, which is good, but they've gotten really lucky with injuries this year. Yeah, and I also will say, too, there is also the possibility that he needs something similar to what they've done with Quinn and Paterka, where maybe sitting him for a game then ignites something in him, and maybe he goes on a little bit of a run here scoring, and it gets his value up a little bit more heading into the offseason. But, again, when you also look at the fact that you have Coolidge waiting in the wings right now you potentially are going to have Savoy with how how well he's been playing now he might be fighting for a roster spot and then also if you want to make an external addition too you know it just it doesn't feel like Olafson really has a place on this team now obviously but especially as we're looking ahead to next season yeah absolutely so, it's, yeah it's it's uh it's something that we've been saying for a while it's not just someone you could just like you can't just keep everyone right Absolutely. Well, Taylor, do you have any last thoughts on the Toronto game before we hear a word from our sponsors? Um, I thought it was hilarious. I agree. <laughs> so I also will say, actually, I do have one last thing. Okay. 
the, their audio broke during the national anthem, the American one. Crazy. And I thought it was a protest at first. <laughs> I thought it was like, no was like, oh, way. They're just not doing it because the crowd started singing it. And I was like, what is going on here? And then like the beginning of like, oh, Canada, you you see a, it come back on and it's like, oh, okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> just just, that's just bad that. luck. I it is interesting, it. though, that they don't stop the anthem when that happens, but no big deal either way. I just noticed it. Anyway, let's get to our sponsors here. Our first sponsors are DraftKings. Brendan, are you ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? Oh, you know it. The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can match just $5 in college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Well, folks, as I might have alluded to um, last week, I was in New York this weekend for the Atlantic 10 tournament, specifically to see St. Bonaventure, uh, who was out by Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. Um, so I, Did you uh, listen to the last episode by chance? I have not listened to it yet. I haven't listened to anything, to be honest. Oh, okay. Uh, just, like, skip the intro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I figured. Uh, well, anyway, uh, yes, it's... Um, well, that, 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 the reason I bring that up is because this is the part where I talk about, you know, matchups or whatever that might interest me. I actually mean this. I think VCU is underseeded based on how they're recently playing. They're a 12 seed. It's pretty okay. ridiculous to me. So that's not a super favorable matchup that they have. But, you know, keep an eye on VCU. They've been really good since we beat them like a month and a half ago. I mean, mm-hmm. they've been really good before that, too. But, yeah, that's it pretty much. We didn't play them. Uh, we lost by 10 to a team that they beat by 10. So, my opinion, VCU uh, is good. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use sign up with code THPN. The Hockey Podcast Network, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Win or lose, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details and responsible gambling resources. And folks, we have a second sponsor as well. A little place you might have heard of called Thin Man Brewery. Thin Man has a lot going on these days. First of all, they have two locations. Uh, In western New York, they have... Elmwood Avenue and Chandler Street, like we've mentioned many times, the Elmwood Avenue, recently renovated. It looks great, so get it in there. Uh, but also, something that we would like to announce, Brendan, would you uh, like to uh, get in on this? Yes, trivia part two, Monday, March 20th. It's going down at Thin Man. We're really, really excited to again do trivia night. It was such a fun time last time. It's going to be the same setup where we're going to have Several categories. Taylor and I are going to be coming up with all the questions. I I think we'll probably do seven categories again, Taylor, right? Split them up and then do one together. Yes. Cool. So we will continue to do that. And even cooler because of the great response that we had gotten last time around, Thin Man actually announced that a few pretty special details details here. For one, they are going to be accepting reservations with seating beginning at 7.30 p.m., there's going to be reservations in the game room now because, again, as the, the room that we were in upstairs on the second floor had filled up pretty quickly and we were running out of some room there. Now, this time around, the game room on the second floor is going to be open. So the more the merrier, come hang out. 
Reservations in the game room are going to be for groups of six to eight people. Again, same as always, there's going to be prizes for first, second, and third place. And we are also going to have some special prizes to give out during the course of the evening as well. For those who are excelling at trivia, we're going to be doing a similar thing where if somebody gets a perfect round, you're going to have special prizes to choose from. Autographed surprises, actually, one of which is being donated by somebody who attended the last one. Mike Monahan is his name, pal of the uh, of of the trivia night at at Thin Man. He came out last time and one of the winners. He was one of the winners. Yes, and he actually donated a signed Rick Jenneret photo. It's a, I believe, I don't think, is it a Buffalo News cover? Yes, it's a Buffalo News cover. It's from Rick's last call, and it's signed by RJ himself. So we're going to have that as an option. We're going to have some some a signed Jim Kelly book that we're going to have. We might have some other Sabres merch. We might have some Bills merch. So it's going to be a really good time. Come check it out. Can't wait. Starts at 8 o'clock. But again, you can get reservations at Thin Man if you want to come down early at 7.30. But 8 o'clock, trivia will be getting underway Taylor and I will be hosting and we will be having a damn good time. So please come hang out. It's going to be really fun. For sure. A couple other things I wanted to mention though, uh, just besides that. Um, uh, I believe we might, do we mention the reservations thing? Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're good on that. Uh, another thing that uh, you might've noticed about this time of year, it's a pretty big drinking week here in uh, Buffalo with uh, this, this holiday you might've heard of coming up, Brendan. Mm. St. Patrick's Day. Wow. Why did I say that's so fucking weird? <laughs> you can leave that in. St. Patrick's Day. God, it's been a long week. Okay. So to celebrate that, Thin Man has uh, the return of Coffee Porter Local Irish. It's a collaboration with Kitty Hoynes, which is an Irish pub. And it's available at both the tap room and at local retailers. So if you're interested in getting something uh, to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, something appropriate for the holiday, get that. And then uh, one other thing, Thin Man every Monday night is offering breakfast for dinner. Ooh. It looks very appetizing if you can look at the picture on Instagram. It's uh, every Monday they're going to have happy hour, food, and beer all night, breakfast for dinner, $5 shots of bullet bourbon on rye. 20% off full cases. So that starts at four on Mondays. Yeah, they got a couple interesting things here. You look at the pictures of their PBLT and the smoked steak and egg and cheese mm. uh, on a bagel, which you can see on Instagram, Thin Man's Instagram, that is. Check it out, folks. Thin Man Brewery. We love it. We love it. All right, Taylor. Well, let's talk about the road ahead for the Sabres here. So as it stands right now, the Buffalo Sabres are currently 33-28-5. and five. As we mentioned before, they sit five points back of the New York Islanders for this last playoff spot here. So really, again, the games here, every single one matters. Everyone is pivotal, and that's especially the case on Wednesday as they're going off against a fellow wildcard competitor in the Washington Capitals. Following that up, on Friday night, they're going to be playing in Philadelphia, and then before they return home to play against Boston on Sunday. Not looking forward to that one particularly. But, Taylor, let's get into it here. You have three games against conference opponents before you take on Nashville next week. Pivotal that the Sabres come away with wins in Washington and in Philadelphia. It kind of feels like it's getting to the point, and I alluded to this earlier in talking about tonight's game, that with each net like passing game that comes along, it feels like 
if it's a loss that it pretty much just means the season's a lost cause. Like they, they absolutely need to go on a run here. Right. No doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. And this is actually a good opportunity. Washington, uh, you know, they really are not been, this is probably the worst capitals team since the one that missed the playoffs about nine years ago. I think that was, they're really not an impressive team. Uh, so this, that should be a win. And you could tell a lot of the guys there are showing their age, uh, but yeah, it's that that's that's a game you can absolutely win and you should. Philadelphia stinks, so you better win that game. And then Sunday, you know, don't embarrass yourself. Don't give up five goals in the last three minutes would be my advice in that one. Sound Boston, advice. it's hard to expect to win. Boston's lost like eight times all year. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a tough one, fellas. I don't end for you. Uh, don't play Eric Comrie in that one is my opinion. I would agree. Are you of the belief then over these next three games? Should it go? I mean, what do we think here? Is it going to be two UPL and one Anderson? Um, yeah. Cause that's what that's after. Oh my God. They played so many games in such a short amount of time. Yeah. So this is Monday. That's Sunday. Yeah. Probably one Anderson two UPL. Unless you like, want to really push it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they could always go. Anderson again, if they could do the quick turnaround and then you give him off until Sunday in Boston. I mean, obviously that would be ideal, but it feels like it's more likely maybe you go UPL against Washington, Anderson against Philly on Friday to pick up the win, and then you go back to UPL on Sunday against Boston. But do they want to do that? I do not know. I feel like I would feel most confident, and I feel like this isn't breaking news having Anderson tonight against Boston. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they although UPL did play pretty well, uh, the last one, and they kind of hung them out to dry in the last few minutes. For sure, for sure. Well, looking at the rest of the playoff picture right now, again, just to give a recap as it stands, on Monday evening, Pittsburgh is in the first wild card spot with seventy eight points through sixty six games. Then you have the Islanders in that second and final wild card spot with seventy six points in sixty eight games. In third, you have Florida with seventy three points in sixty seven games. Behind them, two points back are the Sabres, of course, with 71, tied with Washington. So, again, very important game here. Even more important, too, because Washington has 67 games played to this point. So that's going to be a big one for the Sabres there to make sure they can capitalize on a team that they are tied with in this race. Right behind them, you have Ottawa at 70 points, and right behind them is Detroit with 69 points. How quickly did Philly just completely fall out of this? They were... (laughs) Remember, it was like two weeks yeah. ago. They were kind of in the conversation. They were like sneaking up in there in a little bit, and then they just they absolutely were, that. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. But I mean, that was weird that they were even in the conversation, though. True. Well, Taylor, there's a lot of possibilities here for where the Sabers can end up finishing down the stretch here. Where do you think they finish among the mix? Do you think that they get across the finish line at this stage of the game? And if not, which I'm assuming is your answer, same here. Where among this, we'll call it outside of the top two spots, that three to seven range, do you feel as though you could see the Sabres finishing? In the wait, in the conference or in the division? No, 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 no. In the so in the wild in the race for the wild card, Pittsburgh and the Islanders one and two. Yeah. Three through seven would be Florida, Buffalo, Washington, Ottawa, and Detroit. Where do you uh, just, think Buffalo finishes among that group? I think it would go Pittsburgh, Islanders, 
Florida, us, Washington. So as is right now, you think that the it'll stand pat as is? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I think it's weird though. I don't, I, I don't really look at any of these teams as like a playoff team. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Pittsburgh, they should be better, but they aren't. <laughs> like this has been almost three quarters of the season, and they're not better. Right. Uh, Washington, like I said, showing their age. The Islanders, good lord. <laughs> uh, Florida, I guess should be. Florida should be a playoff team. Yeah. But. Goaltending, man. Yeah, and uh, this other aspect of hockey that I think is pretty important called coaching. Yes. Hire a guy who's coached like 1,400 games and won like 580 of them, but whatever. (laughs) I'm not a GM, so. Oh, boy. All right. Well, Taylor, do you have any thoughts you'd like to share before we sign off for the day? Uh, I have a recommendation. Do you have one? Uh, why don't you go first? I'll come up with one. Scream six, saw it in the big city, scream in New York. Fantastic. Great stuff. No notes. Saw it at a, a crowded New York theater, classic independent joint called AMC. And, uh, it was really cool. It was a, it was a genuinely very cool experience, you know, to see, a, a New York movie in New York. Recommended. Okay. It was a good time. How was the rest of the trip aside from, you know, Aside from the game, honestly, uh, the game was weird because, it, you know, being a Wednesday afternoon game, there wasn't actually a good crowd there, but there was like a billion kids there. It was a, it was kids day. So there's a ton of kids on field trips, which was interesting. Rest of the weekend was fun, though. I did a lot of fun stuff. Nice. Love that. Well, I'm glad it was a good time. Uh, I'll go with the song. I'll go with Moon Rocks by Talking Heads. I feel like that's nice. always an enjoyable listen. All right. Who's your random Sabres player? I feel like we haven't done one in a while. Donald Audette. Donald Audette. I'm going to go with the the homie, the newly hired Danny Briere as mine. Congratulations, nice. Daniel. We miss you. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. Make sure you're checking out both presenters of this podcast on their respective websites. Whatever streaming platform you're currently listening to, make sure you check out all of our fellow shows across both networks and follow them on social media as well. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We could also find us Straight Up Sabres. And again, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're leaving us a rating and or review as we would very, very much appreciate it. Last but not least, make sure you're checking out both the sponsors of this podcast and DraftKings use that promo code THPN at checkout to take advantage of great deals and also Thin Man Brewery again make sure you're coming and hanging out with us Monday March 20th at 8pm for Buffalo Sports Trivia Part 2 it's going to be a great time everybody thanks so much for tuning in we'll be back with a new episode on Thursday this has been Straight Up Sabres Sabres